Hello, and thank you for listening. Welcome to our podcast. Um, we are broadcasting or podcasting this day from um, Blue Water, New Mexico, here on the edge of the Navajo Reservation. And we are just happy and glad about what God is doing amongst his people in their homes, in their households, in their hearts, and how God is calling us into a time of prayer and intercession, a time of um, really being able to get into his presence and seek his face for ourselves, for our families, to get that vision that God has been telling us to get for our families. We were praying earlier this morning as a group, and we were praying, and, and the um, one of us was led to pray that the heads of the household would, and I heard, receive revelation. And that we that the, the heads of the household need revelation because without that revelation, the people perish. Without a vision, the people perish. And a family needs that revelation from the headship in the home. That it, that, and then that, that headship will lead that family in the, in the direction that God has led them. Just like the, what we've been talking about with Abraham. Abraham had that vision. He had revelation from God. A word from God and he acted on it. He didn't have the full picture. He didn't have a, a five-year plan. Just think, just imagine what happened to people's five-year plans this year. <laughs> just, it just went, boop, you know, if, you, if I had to write a five-year plan before we took this church, you know, I would, you would probably write something out like, and by the third year, we're, we're going to increase on the, in uh, the, the summer months or the early spring months we plan to have 500 people attending. We will have bought a new property and moved over here, moved over to there. And look what happened. Everybody, the church is shut down. We're staying in our homes and um, we're, travel is limited and all these things are happening because of the, the, um, the quarantines and the things that are issued from our presidents, our governors, our headship. And um, we're just, you know, but, but in the midst of it, we were told before it all happened that we were to keep our eyes on the Lord, to stay focused on him and that he would bring us through. And I'm praising God for the praise reports that are coming in this morning or the praise reports that are coming in daily, actually, of people being healed, people being delivered, um, just new revelations in their homes and how they're getting closer to God, the things that they're seeing for themselves for the first time and getting closer to God. This is the heart of God. This is what God wants for his people is for us to get closer to him individually. Yes, the how else is the body of Christ going to get closer to him unless you each individually are getting closer to God, unless we are seeking his face daily. And we just I I have a few things to say to the church this morning and um I want you to turn with me to 1 Peter I pray that you have already prayed as you come into uh, worship with us this morning in, in the word of the Lord. We're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 2. So I'll give you a moment to turn there. And praise the Lord. God is good all the time. So first of all, while you're turning there, I want to read this um, to you. I did uh, type it up and I sent it out last night. And I think it's important that this day in history, this time in history, just earlier this week, that President Trump did issue an, I want to say a proclamation or a declaration, or I'm not sure the exact legal term there, but he said that from a presidential standpoint, that he has deemed all churches to be essential. So they're just as, uh, they're essential businesses. And so we are, you know, pastors are essential workers. If you are a worker in the church, then you are essential workers, so to speak. And that um, gathering and being able to have access to your church is essential, just like being able to go to the hardware store or to uh, be able to go to your job to make paper and 
is it tires and and food if you're really Amazon and you know all these things that are that that the government already just immediately saw as um, essential when it first came out I heard the word essential I thought okay electric water our um, police officers ambulances hospitals I thought okay those were essential but come to find out no McDonald's is essential essential too so um, I was in grocery stores are of course essential so um, these things are currently, um, he is in the works of our government, the United States government is in the process of allowing us or asking us, even, you know, telling us, go ahead and open up across the United States. But that, um, where previously we were under what the governor says, and then, uh, Trump says, Pat, President Trump says that our, um, governors are not allowed to tell us that you can't go to church because he says you can and so um, the next step was to come out with the guidelines. I have not seen or heard any guidelines, but that's neither really here or there because the way our church assembles, we already keep all of them <laughs> for the most part. So um, we, we thank God for that. But um, I guess we won't be able to hug as much as if you follow the guidelines. But um, Or no hugging, right? Six foot apart, I think. Foot. Anyway, so um, we can air five. And um, we, do, but we, we thank God for what He is doing. And in the midst of this, we have to remember that we are not um, just under the um, headship or leadership of the President of the United States, but here in the Navajo Reservation, that we are part of the Navajo Reservation. And if you're a Navajo and you're registered with the tribe, then you have a right to vote. I believe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you vote. You vote for the president. You just say, you know, and you support. And I know here that we were very um, excited to see a Christian president take office this, this last time. And so, and we have prayed for him and we lift him up. And just like we lift up and we pray for the United States president, no matter who he may be, we, we pray for the leadership because the Bible tells us to pray for the leadership. And nobody seems to have a problem with that. They all understand we should pray. All of us Christians understand we're supposed to pray for leadership. However, I am seeing that there is some discrepancies amongst the church world as to whether or not we should submit to their leadership. So the Lord, um, I, you know, prayerfully, we prayerfully sought God before we closed the doors of the church, before all this happened, before the president said anything, before President Nez of the Navajo Nation said anything, before the governor said anything, before... Um, Wayman Ming, our bishop, said anything. Before any of that happened, the Holy Ghost spoke. And that is what the order of things should be. The order of things should always be, what does the Holy Ghost say? What does the Spirit of God say? What is God saying to us? And so the Lord spoke to us. The Holy Ghost bore witness. And, and so we said, nope, we're not having services till further notice. And so we have not served notice and we have not reopened the doors of our church um, because we are being led by the Spirit and seeking God. Do we want to come together? Yes. Do we miss our church family? Yes. Do we want to, to be able to say, praise the Lord together and lift up our voices together? Yes. But, but we must wait upon the Lord because God's timing is perfect. We will not overstep the leadership of the Holy Ghost. So this is what I wrote, and I want to read this to you. And um, So bear with me. Here we go. If, um, if you have already received the text. If you are on band, it's on band. If you are on social media, it's there. So um, you can read along. 
if you want to, or you can listen. This is our stance on the current events concerning President Trump's recent declaration on the essentialness of churches and the president of the Navajo Nation's position to continue shelter in place, curfew, and lockdown. Above all, the word of God. Please read this to the end, or please listen to the end. And I put in some little hashtags. Fear not, fear God, love God, love people, submit to God, resist the enemy. In fact, if I was typing right now, I'd add in there faith over fear. Because I remember God told us faith over fear before I ever saw a bumper sticker with it on it. And I now got friends of back east that are making bumper stickers and selling them for $5 a piece. And you're seeing t-shirts come out, faith over fear. But God told us, you know, you put that faith on top. Never, never, ever, ever. And we, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. We should never be led or moved by fear. We should always be led by the Holy Ghost and His Spirit. Amen. The Spirit of God. We rejoice, I'm reading again, we rejoice at the news that the United States president has deemed that the church is essential. We rejoice that he called for churches to be allowed to reopen across America. We recognize that we are to take prayerful and careful consideration of how and when to reopen. So if he had said it yesterday, some people would still fling their doors wide open and let everybody come in and they would not be listening to really everything that they said. Earlier today, we were talking about some stories about when we were younger and how, how we would say things and, and what would happen. And I remember when I was in elementary school, one year we were um, sitting in our classroom and someone looked out the window. We heard something. We heard a loud noise. We were in one of those portable classrooms and like a little uh, mobile home. And we heard a sound outside. So all of our attention was taken away from whatever the teacher was saying. And someone goes, there's a helicopter outside. A helicopter had landed in our um, play yard out there. And all the kids jumped up and ran. Nobody was listening to what the teacher said. And my son told me today that that happened to him in Sunday school one time. He announced that it was snowing outside. And the teacher lost all control. All the kids ran outside into the snow. And, and uh, she was not very happy. But... What did God say to us in that dream? Remember that um, about several months, about, gosh, time is going by so fast. It was a couple of months ago, the Lord gave me a dream and there were riots in the streets. And I said, Lord, what's going on? And he said, the people cast off restraint. So the same way we opened this morning saying, without a vision, the people perish. That's the same, the same scripture, that without um, a vision, the people cast off restraint. Without revelation, the people cast off restraint. So without a word from God, without the leadership of the Holy Spirit, they will cast off restraint. They'll act like a bunch of elementary school students and they'll run to whatever looks exciting and fun without prayerful consideration and listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Mic dropped right there. I just walk out right now. Okay, so as a church, as Blue Water, the pastor of Blue Water... Pentecostal Church of God, American Indian Missions here on the Navajo Nation, as Presbyter of the New, uh, I almost said New York, <laughs> no, as the Presbyter of New Mexico, um, this is my statement, and it's, you know, here it is. So, as a church whose body is mostly Navajo, the, night, the majority of our congregation, the majority of our family is Navajo, the majority of our family is, is um, our, our, our Navajo relatives, the majority of our family, are registered Navajo. Amen? 
Is that the right way to say it? Registered? You're registered. You're registered with the tribe. Yes, registered. <laughs> I believe that's correct. Anyway, I can't edit that, so that's what we're going to say. So, um, they, they, they enrolled. They're enrolled. That's the word I was looking for. You're enrolled on the uh, rolls of the Navajo uh, tribe. So, we as a church recognize that the sovereign Navajo nation is under presidential, still under presidential orders from President Jonathan Nez for the weekend lockdowns. That is the 57-hour curfew, and this curfew has been set has been set to last through at least June the 7th, 2020. Above both of these authorities, we submit to God. Amen? And I know everybody would just jump, you know, if I was standing on a big auditorium, everybody would jump on board with that. Yes, we submit to God above all the presidents and above all the rulers of this world. Amen. Amen? Amen. But you've got to know what you're saying. Because if you submit to God, you will do what comes next behind that. Amen? He is the almighty maker of heaven and earth. He's the maker of everything that ever was created. And he was the creator of you and creator of me. We have prayerfully sought God and continue to incline our ears and our hearts to the Holy Spirit. And he is our leader and our guide. That being said, we will not resume meetings as a church inside the church building until at least June 14th, Lord willing. We are a strong body, faithful, connected, and loyal. We will continue to seek God together. We will give honor where honor is due. We will walk by faith and not by sight in obedience to God's word and led by his spirit. We will continue to grow together. We will continue to learn of him and his ways together. We will continue to connect with one another together throughout this ongoing event. We will prevail. We will overcome. We will celebrate the victory in Jesus together. Amen. Yes, amen, because we know in whom we have believed. We know who we put our trust in, and we know how to stay connected. We have proven it over the months that we have been through. We have connected over our, um, our band app, over text, over the phone, and through letters, through mailings, and even going to your houses and praying in your yard six foot apart. So we know how to do this, and we can do it well. Amen? When the Holy Ghost is there... He's in it. Amen. When two or three are gathered in his name, he is there. Amen. So there's no that we. I don't have to say anything else about that. When the, the word of God speaks for itself. Amen. Amen. Where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there. When we, the Bible tells us that we come boldly before it to, to him before the throne of grace. That we have this intercessor. We have the Holy Ghost, and he intercedes through us to him. And all we need to do is continue to seek God, to get into his word, feast on his word, build up our, ourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the spirit. Back to what I was, back to my writing here. Okay, so keep the faith, church, and encourage one another. I, I encourage Blue Water, my family at Blue Water, to keep the faith. If you're listening to this and you're not of Blue Water, but you're of the family of God, keep the faith. Encourage one another. Know the word. Buy the word. Buy the truth and sell it not. Remember this. Remember that proper, holy obedience, honor, and respect are actually part of faith. I'm going to read that again slowly. Proper, that is holy, obedience, 
honor, and respect are actually a part of faith. If, you, if faith were in a box and you could pull out pieces of it, dissect it, or if it was that, that remember that game operation, you could take out different parts? I think that was, I don't know, that was a weird game. But anyway, that if you could dissect faith and see what's inside of it, these things are part of what faith is. Amen? These are the things that make up that substance. These are the things that make up the evidence. For we walk by faith and not by sight. These are some of the things. Let me rephrase that. These are some of the things that make up that, that, that um, evidence and the substance. Scripture. For we walk by faith and not by sight is from 1 Corinthians 5, 7. For he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1, 7. He has given us what? Oh, he's given us power, sister. I got the pow, pow, power. I got the Holy Ghost power, power, power. We love the power of God. Amen. We love the fact that we have the power of the, in the blood. We love the fact that we've been endued with power from on high. As Pentecostals, man, this is the stuff. But that's not all there is. He said that's not all there is to the Spirit that He has furnished us with. Amen? That His Spirit is love. And love considers their brother and their sister. Amen? Love will consider grandma and grandpa. Amen? Amen. Love will consider the little babies. Love will consider your family members, your relatives. If you're listening to this and you're not from this area, and you may not quite understand what I'm saying when I say relatives, but the, the Lord kind of opened my eyes a little bit deeper to some things. You know, I hope that God's opened everybody's eyes deeper to different things, and we're all in different places, so we see things differently at different times. But this week, I began to think about how it is that um, we... we I, when someone goes missing here on the reservation or on a, even, even on another reservation, that we consider them relatives. One of our relatives is missing. Where I come from, we don't think about it like that. It's somebody that we don't know. It's someone we're not attached to, someone we're de detached from. Am I right? It's just like, oh, that's a shame. But here, that's family. That's a relative. And when you begin to listen if you were here on the reservation and you were listening to the, the Navajo radio channels and they're listing off all the people who have passed away from COVID, man, I just began to think, how can they even pull themselves up by their bootstraps after listening to, a, I don't know how many long minutes of, of all the people that have passed? And it's not just random people. These are relatives. Every grandpa is grandpa. Every grandma is grandma. Every auntie is mom. Right? Shema. We must consider our families, our loved ones. And I'm not saying, you know. And what the Lord showed me here was that every single one, like when we're looking at the TV and you're seeing the numbers that are coming across, and man, it's. it's it can bring you down if you're looking at um, anything you log into right now. It's COVID response, COVID uh, numbers. Click here for our COVID, blah, 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 blah. Everything's about that. You know, so the whole world seems to be wondering after this, you know, thing and wanting to know what, what's happening today. What are the numbers today? What are the numbers the next day? And it can bring you down. But I want you to think for just a minute 
if you're listening to this from the outside, looking in, that for the people here on the reservation, the people, the Navajo people, the Native Americans, when someone passes, that is a loved one. That is a relative. And every, it's 150. That's the last number that I read. 150. And we, 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 I don't think we can, uh, I, I want you to kind of put yourself in their shoes. My brother-in-law said, you, you got to walk a mile in you know, someone else's moccasins. <laughs> and I think he had a little plaque or something saying that. You had to walk in someone else's moccasins. They're, they're um, Iroquois. And, and, and um, that's what he, he used to always say that. But anyway, so put yourself in their shoes and think about how that must feel over the uh, amount of time of just, what, two, three months, about three and a half months of losing 150 relatives. That's pretty heavy stuff. And so when you begin to think about it that way, it changes your perspective. It changes what, the way that you see things. Back east, when you see someone passed away, I've seen posts from some people saying, do you even know anyone who's passed away? Like, because they're not being touched by it at the same magnitude. I'm going to stop talking about that, but I just want, I want, if someone from the outside is listening on in, I want you to understand, I want you to, to feel the heart of what is going on here, because it is different than what's going on in other places, and um, it's not just numbers on a piece of paper, it's not just reports, this is life, this is, this is people, this is our connections, this is, this is, these are our loved ones, this is our families, this is who we are. And that's why we're working so hard to support one another, encourage one another, lift one another up, and to reach out and meet one another's needs. This, the third part of that scripture from 2 Timothy 1.7 says that he gives us a sound mind. God furnishes us with a sound mind by his spirit. Amen? If we don't submit to it, though, you won't have a sound mind. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you think this way one minute and then that way another minute, you're going to be unstable in all your ways. If you see that in your leadership, you need to, you need to get before God. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it right there. You, can, you need to get before God. If you can't make up your mind which way you should go with this, get before God and let him lead you. The Holy Ghost will lead you if you will listen. He gives us a sound mind. It's, it's insanity to think that if you keep going about doing things the same way that you've always done them, that things are going to change, Right? You just keep, if you, I'm reminded of a, a story way back in the old days. They used to, I guess we had to study in school, um, the sword and the stone. And everybody would come up and try to pull that sword out. Why? Nobody was ever able to pull it out. I don't even remember how the story ended. It had some kind of superfluous, not true story <laughs> ending. But I just, I think about how people just keep going up and trying to pull and trying to pull. And why would it keep, why? Because somebody told them that they could, and it, that somebody somewhere might have a pure enough heart to be able to pour, pull that thing out. But nobody had a pure enough heart, except, was there one person? Of course, there's some superhero in the story, huh? Sir Galahad. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, just to me, it seems insane. I'm just going to go over there every single day and see if I can pull that sword, that stone out of the sword. So sword out of the stone. How did they even get in there? <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. 
We need to have a sound mind. Amen? And God gives us that sound mind. Remember in the beginning of this um, time that the Lord spoke to us and he said, Wisdom crieth in the streets. There are other scriptures if you want to look them up about what wisdom does and how she speaks. And are we listening? Wisdom is calling out, calling out, crying out to the body of Christ, but the body of Christ is not listening. You can't run around pell-mell and doing whatever you want to and saying, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I, 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 okay, I had to change my um, thought here. It, that you, when you look out into the field and you see the sheep jumping around, the little baby sheep, they have not a care in the world. They're just jumping around and they're kicking their feet up and they're just so happy and so, so carefree. They don't have a care in the world, but that shepherd is watching because he knows there's a wolf nearby. He knows there's a coyote waiting to get in there, right? The shepherd is watching closely and carefully. That's the shepherd's job to chase after those little cute little sheep and maybe nip at their heels and say, get back over here in the corral, straighten up. I know you're, you feel carefree. I know it feels good. I know you feel the liberty. But get back over here and stay where you're supposed to stay. Don't let it run. Don't let it, you, yourself run rampant with it. Let me get into the word. This going to break this down for you. I can't believe we're gone 25 minutes already. Stay with me. Take a deep breath. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Submit yourselves to every ordinance. Here we go. First Peter chapter 2. Everybody there? Okay, 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're going to pick up in verse 13. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Why? Why do we submit ourselves to every ordinance of man? For God's sake, it says. For the Lord's sake. Not because... Mama said to, not because pastor said to, for the Lord's sake, because the word of God says to submit yourselves to how many ordinances? All of them. Every one of them. No, 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 no. I just want to submit to the ones that I like. I'm only going to submit to the ordinances that I like. No, the Bible says to submit to every ordinance. Amen? I don't like that. I don't want to drive my car 95 miles an hour on the highway. I don't want to wear my seatbelt. I don't want to wear a helmet. Right? I don't want to wear sunscreen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's how dumb it is. If I don't wear sunscreen, I'm going to get burnt. Right? If I, that's right, if I don't wear sunscreen, I'm going to get burnt. I'm going to be blistered. I'm going to be useless to the rest of my family. I'll have a fever. It will not be good. Can I get, I'm getting witnesses already. I'll have to ask for one. So, no, we don't, I, you know, there are ordinances that are set in place because why? And most of them are to protect us and help us to, as a, as a society, as a people, and even your families. Right? Are there going to be ordinances passed in the future, Pastor, that are not good? Yes. Yes, there are ordinances passed right now that are not good. Planned Parenthood was was deemed essential way before the church was. That was not good. Amen? Amen. That's not of God. But does that mean we run over there and we burn the place down? No. 
Do you know there were church burnings this week because churches didn't close down when, when the governors told them to? Burn their churches to the ground. Somebody spray painted on there. They had a nice paved driveway, wherever this one was. I think it was Mississippi. Somebody spray painted on the driveway. They couldn't even spell. And they said, um, <laughs> they couldn't spell well. And they said, I bet you stay home now, you hypocrite. <laughs> Hypocrites, which they, I guess they meant to say. <laughs> but if they had submitted to every ordinance, if that church had submitted to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, if they had done it, for, if they had done it and done it for the Lord's sake, then God would bless. Amen. God will bless. He cannot bless your mess, as my husband likes Amen. to say. He cannot bless what you don't when you're not walking by faith and not by sight. He cannot bless when you're walking outside of his word. And his word tells us to do this. If you walk outside of it and do what you want to do, how you want to do it, and you rewrite the Bible, then guess what? He can't bless it. I know, I, I know of a, a pastor who did rewrite the Bible. And the next thing you knew, he was not a pastor anymore. He lost his wife, lost his family, became an alcoholic, and had an affair. You cannot rewrite the Bible. You must submit to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. That's all on verse 13. Verse 14. Or, oh, wait, wait. For the Lord's sake, is that colon? Semicolon. Whether it be to the king as supreme. What? You want me to submit to the king like he's the supreme leader? Yes. <laughs> For the Lord's sake. God's above that. God is always above that. Amen? But he tells us to submit to the, the rulership, the leadership of this world. Would they be in leadership if God didn't allow it? No. Verse 14. Or unto the governor... I don't like the governor. I don't agree with the governor. I don't agree with the governor's political, religious, social, I almost said sociopathic, social, economic. I don't agree with most of the things that she does. But do I submit? Yes. The governor says wear a mask. Yes, ma'am. I will wear a mask. The Holy Ghost spoke to a sister friend of ours this week. She, she said the Lord asked her, what does the Bible say? She heard the Holy Spirit say, what does the Bible say about wearing a mask and gloves? Where is that in the Bible? She went into prayer. She went into deep prayer. She, she, went, she went before the Lord. She began to pray in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came, moved upon her, and he gave her a word, and he told her, as Jesus suffered, you suffer for me. How many of you, if, you, if I could see a raise of hands, <laughs> but I can't. But if you were to raise your hand, if you were to, to send me a text or a comment on this podcast, how many of you feel like you're suffering when you're wearing a mask? I got one. I got two. If you wear the mask for any amount of time, it becomes some suffering. <laughs> My ears hurt when I wear a mask. Your, your nose might hurt when you wear the mask. Some of you have trouble breathing wearing the mask. One brother posted that he had to get on a plane and fly somewhere, and they made him wear a mask, and he got kind of claustrophobic. And he kept trying to pull the mask down. The, the, the flight attendants kept coming by and saying, put the mask back on. You have to wear the mask. They kept you know, telling me he had to wear the mask the whole time. So whatever he did, wherever he flew, he drove back. <laughs> he couldn't wear the mask. 
So it's a type of suffering. Is it anything like Christ? No, it's nothing like Christ, but it's something. We must suffer for Christ's sake. And this submitting to our governor, submitting to our headship, submitting to the leadership is part of that. Verse 14, I'm going to start back over. Or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. So if you didn't have governors and if you didn't have kings or leaders or presidents, would you have people being sent to jail for murder, for stealing? I see so many cars being stolen right now. Houses being broken into. Do you want to see them justice? Do you want to see them? How would you say? Corrected? Do we want corrections brought? Do we want some sort of law? Yes. If you don't, then you're going to cast off restraint. There's not going to be any law. There's, it's going to be chaos. And then, then what? <laughs> if we don't submit properly, then things will get all out of order. We need to, I want to encourage you to get out there and vote. If you're not registered to vote, I hope you're already registered because I think it might be too late. But get out there and vote. Voting is, is June the 2nd, right? Let your voice be heard. And early voting is May the 30th. So let your voice be heard. Get out there and vote. Vote for righteousness. Vote for what is right. Don't vote for things that are going to pass from this world. Don't vote for temporal things. Vote for things that are eternal. I think that's pretty clear. A soul is eternal. Lives are eternal. Humans are eternal. Their souls and what the, the direction that they get from the, the, the headship and the leadership is going to go down in the eternal history books. And what, how, we, how we use this um, freedom that we are given is going to go down in those history books in heaven. Verse 15. For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence what? I want to read that again. For so it is the will of God. It is the will of God that with well-doing, with doing well, with doing the right thing, with doing righteousness, that you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. I would like to put to silence the ignorance of some foolish peoples. Amen? Praise the Lord. So when we, you want to do that? Then you got to do verse 13 and 14. You must submit. You must do what God has called us to do. In verse 11, we are just strangers, pilgrims in this weary land. Amen? We're just passing through. But we must submit and understand and walk in the ordinances that God has laid out before us. Verse 16. As free... And not like little happy-go-lucky fifth graders or happy-go-lucky sheep in the field, but as free and not using your liberty as a cloak for maliciousness. Well, I've got liberty. I can run around and do whatever I want. It's all about me, 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 me. I remember several years ago when I was in the business world, there was a song called, uh, called 
It's all, it's all about me. You know what's got It's all about me. It's just about me. It's about me. That's 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 the that's what the world wants you to believe, and that's the direction the church world is going. And you better shun it and get away from it and run from it and flee from it. The Bible says that a wise man sees the evil and he hides himself from it. Get away from that. Cut yourself off from that. That is not the freedom that God has given us. It is not the freedom that we are supposed to exercise. Amen. Amen. We are free. In Christ Jesus. But we submit to the things that God has put in order. And the things that God has allowed. As free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness or meanness or... What was that word I told you about yesterday? Do you remember? I forgot it already. But we, we must not use it to manipulate people. We must not use it to make someone feel bad. There's a lot going around. Uh, someone told me the other day that there's a, this thing going on with their, their like we, if here, if you're not wearing a mask, well, not in France. <laughs> um, but on the reservation, if you go to Window Rock and you're not wearing a mask and somebody sees you, you're going on Facebook. You're going on social media. You're going to be on TikTok. They're going to put you everywhere. They're going to be like, Make this person famous. They don't. They want to kill our families. They're not wearing their mask. Am I right? I don't know if y'all follow all the same stuff I see. I see out there, but I see a lot of these things because I follow a lot of the Navajo pages and a lot of the Native American pages. And and uh, I think they just shut down the Apache uh, Mescalero Apache uh, borders as well. And I see a lot of people calling for the Navajo Nation to shut down the borders, stop letting, you know, the Belagana and whoever else, all these, all these tourists coming through, and they just want to come pass through, and they want to go into the grocery stores. We stopped at somewhere. We, had, uh, we took out some relief. We stopped at the gas station, and I was just sitting there looking at all the cars from all over the nation, all over the country. What are you doing here in New Mexico, I thought? <laughs> Why are you here? Please don't go on the reservation. You know, wash your hands. But, um... <laughs> I'm sorry, but we, we need to submit to these, these ordinances and understand that they're in place for a reason. Amen? We can all learn something from it. We can all grow. Even Mr. Larry. <laughs> I'm just but as for service, as servants of God, we must conduct ourselves as servants of God. We must act like servants of God. We belong to God. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, now that you're a servant of God, you can run around and do whatever you want. That you can... Never mind. I could preach another hour just on that. Y'all know that. Verse 17. Honor all men. Honor all humanity. Honor one another. As what? As what? We are all His creation. Amen? Amen. We are all His creation. We are all, the Bible says, all souls are his. He knows exactly where each and every soul that's listening to this podcast today is. He knows where every single soul in all of the United States of America, he knows where all souls from every single place in the whole entire world, I don't know, six billion, how many people do we have on earth? It's billions, I don't know. We have lots and lots of people, but God knows exactly where every single one of them is. Well, somebody tried. But how can they keep count? They can't keep accurate count, can they? Because there's always somebody coming and going. But God knows exactly where they are. These are the things that used to keep me awake as a little kid. 
Amen. He knows how many people are on the planet every second of every day. Amen. You know, he knows how many heartbeats you've had, how many hairs are on your head right the second, how many times you blinked your eyes. He knows about eyelash falls off. He knows. That's how much he cares for us. Amen. Verse 17, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Amen. Amen. As I was reading this the other night, um, I was reminded of that sister and how she had, how God spoke to her about suffering and how to endure and just, you know, and do this. And I praise God for that. I praise God for a people, any people, anybody that will seek God and get into the word and learn how it is. What? Why did he say that? Because, you know, the devil tries to t convince you that, oh, well, that wasn't God. You were just saying that to try to cover your tracks. And then guess what? He reveals it in his word. It's right there in his word. It was there the whole time. Amen. Praise God. So that was all of 1 Peter 2, 13 through 17. I want you all to know, everyone who's listening to this podcast, that I love you. I'm praying for you. I am excited about what God is doing and working in you and in us in these days. We are in the last days. I'm seeing people say this is not the last days. And I just want to remind you that from the time that Jesus ascended into the heavens, we began the last days. We are in the last days. We are in the New Testament days. Amen. And things are escalating. Things are accelerating. I cannot... I, I talk to people everywhere, and they're all amazed at how these, these several months have gone by so quickly. And I'm sure that some of us feel like they've gone by slowly. But at the same time, what? It's like we just blinked, and here we are again. All the way into the month of end of May already. And it seems like we just... It was just February. Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or blemish, for a perfect and holy bride. We need to make sure that our lamps are full, full, full to the brim with the sweet oil of the Holy Ghost. We need to make sure that there's no sediment in there, that it's flowing, that it's, it's constantly flowing, it's constantly, we are constantly being filled, constantly before the Lord and seeking His face. God is calling His people to enter the secret place, into the shadow of His wings, to be renewed, refreshed, strengthened, and prepared. Not getting ready, but to be ready. He said, be ye also ready. Way back in the, when the Bible was written, the New Testament, he said, be ye also ready. And here we are this far along. You better be ready, church. You better be ready, family. Whoever you are listening, get yourself ready now. As I was um, speaking with someone this morning, just this morning, about being ready. And I saw... Like um, in one of those old movies from back in the, I, I could actually kind of see my mom. I don't know because I, I, you know, you th when you hear stories, you have this little picture in your mind about how things might have looked. And and um, my parents, they, my grandparents, they rented a, they had uh, seven or eight kids and and uh, always the nieces and nephews over and stuff. And they had one of those uh, rented a big farmhouse, and that farmhouse had a stay upstairs. And so I have a picture in my mind. I have no real idea of what it looked like, but in my mind, I always picture my mom coming out to meet my dad because my dad would, you know, came to pick her up. And I just come picture her coming to the top of the stairwell, and she's got on this beautiful 1950s, 60s, 1950s style, 60s style dress. You know, one of those big, big skirt dresses and her pretty high heels, and she's just so beautiful. And I just see her coming out, and she's ready. 
my dad comes to the door, you know, to the parlor, you know, one of the sisters probably, the little sister probably comes and says, David's here, he's here. And she, did she say, oh, wait a minute, I'm still getting ready. Any, anybody leave? Yeah, think about this for a second. She was ready. Why? You were to leave that, your, 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 what do you, what they call them, gentleman caller to go and sit in the parlor with dad for an hour while you curl your hair? <laughs> Mom might hold you upstairs for an hour, keep you busy for an hour while dad, dad interrogates your gentleman caller. But on her, on yours, on your, you're the, you're the one, you're going to be ready. Ready. Amen. You don't say, oh, no, 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 no. I got to wash my hair. It's going to be a couple of hours. Maybe you could go plow the field. <laughs> Maybe you'd like to go chop down that apple tree in the backyard. Inside joke. But anyways, she was ready. The bride should be ready. When Jesus comes, he said, well, I find faith when I come. He's looking for a bride who is ready. She is holy, she is pure, she is spotless, and she is ready. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace towards us. God, we thank you for the Holy Ghost and his leadership. Lord, we thank you for the indwelling, the infilling of your Holy Spirit. God, we thank you most of all for the blood of Jesus Christ and our salvation that only comes by the blood of Jesus Christ. Our faith and our confidence is holy and completely in him and his pure and perfect and full sacrifice. God, we thank you for full salvation through Jesus Christ, Lord. You are our all in all. Lord, you lead us and guide us, Father. Lord, help every listener, God, to come to know you more than they ever have before. Help them, God, to have that pure and holy relationship, one-on-one, -on -one, personal relationship with you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise and honor and glory. Amen. I encourage you to hit the, I think there's a like button, or drop a comment, say amen, or oh me, or something at the end. Subscribe to the podcast. Say something. Let me know you're out there. Thank you, and God bless you.